Well, welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I am your host, Kim Chi. And I'm John Kung. And we are here keeping it fresh and exciting every week for you folks at home. So what have you done this past week? Um, I know you're packing for your tour. Oh, no, I'm not packing for my tour yet. I was just planning for it. But I just got back from a 24-hour trip to Chicago, your old hometown. And that was that was quite nice. What did you do there? I was giving a uh, internal panel discussion on short form media and best practices for like marketing execs. Like, you know, the, the best thing to, when you're hiring content creators to like push products and stuff, like what is the best thing that your marketing team can do? Which is pretty much just get out of our way. <laughs> and also um, my like biggest pet peeve with um, those kind of people is when they like make a suggestion just to feel like they did something. Oh my God. Yeah, but it's like completely word. irrelevant or like useful to like anything you're doing. That is not something we talked about. I was talking to like some really high, like high professionals in that industry. So like I, How was, high I would they? hope uh, pretty high, pretty high, pretty high. The building was very, very pretty. That is a huge pet peeve. People's content is not where you should be trying to flex your like one creative muscle, Brandon. Like, mm-hmm. what if you said this word instead in your thing? I think it would sound so much more natural. Natural to you, girl, these are my words. <laughs> Why don't you calm down? Back in the day when I used to like do graphic design for corporates. Oh my God. You know, it goes through like 20 people, you know, like in the like upper tier. Yeah. Uh, and people like without like an artistic guy. That like makes you do a revision just so like they did something like, yes. can you make this font like two sizes smaller? And yeah. what about this? Like in blue. And I'm like, like, are you really like right. that really didn't do anything to anything. And, and it's like totally uninformed. And it's the same when like they ask for it on a video. It's like, Hey, can you make this change instead? But it was like, well, if it's a video, that means I have to like re-record the whole, the thing, whole thing to, to yes. like just... It's so, ugh, ugh, oh my god, oh my yeah, god. especially like, um, I mean, I'm grateful for the other opportunities and videos I get. And you know, like, most brands are very organized and like knowing exactly what they want. Oh, totally. But there are some brands that just like, all right, well, like, let's give this drag queen like a thing. Drag is popular. It they is. They don't know the what worst. they want. And they don't they give have... you like an outline of exactly what they want. They're like, oh, just have fun with it, you know? And then you give them the product and then they're like, oh, could you actually add these and these and these and these like to this thing? And I'm like, you should have told me that before because um, now I have to get in drag all over again. Yeah. Just there to record is these additional things. Nothing scarier than having instructions from a multinational corporation telling you to just have fun with it. It just means they don't really know what they want or they don't know what they're asking for. They just know that you are on trend and they just want something from you. But then, like, you do it ultimately, and it might be too, like, you know, it, in their eyes, controversial or risky because they're corporations and anything that is, like, slightly provocative and mm-hmm. provocative to them could be, like, a guy wearing pearls or pink still. Like, mm-hmm. it's so bad. At least um, you're getting those corporate sponsorships. I mean, drag queens, because things told the... Um, Drag queens are oh, pedophile yeah. movement. You know, a lot of drag queens aren't even like, getting these like corporate sponsorship gigs. Yeah, that that's not at least not until Pride. 
next Pride. Yeah, but even like Pride this year, like um, oh yeah, Pride was to, like, bad Queens, this year. and this is like barren desert, like for corporate sponsorships this year. And I was looking, like I noticed on on, I'm, I am still very regretfully on Twitter because so far we still don't have like the full replacement for Twitter yet. Like we have threats, but it's not as popping as, you know, it's not as popping, but at the same time you still like have, I mean, like it is a pile of trash, but it is my pile of trash. And there are just some things that you see on there that you just love to hate. Like those fucking gays against groomer things. I don't think there's a single gay person in that group. If you've ever read any of their tweets, it's like, there are not even like gay Republicans that are so out of touch that they will write the things that are so far removed from like the gay experience that they would say those things with their whole chest. I think gays against groomers has like a gay person locked up in their utility closet so they can call themselves technically a gay organization because a gay person is in, in the building. Oh yeah. Like, um, when I shot the ad for a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, we were getting pushback from million moms on million like, moms, music. million but, moms. Meanwhile, it, million moms is like Brenda. Moms, yeah, it's like it, two it's people. Brenda, Lynn, Anne, and 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 fucking Jordan from Nebraska. Literally calling themselves like million moms to make it seem like they're more powerful, but like yeah, the Facebook group is like a thousand or something like that. Yeah, like get a life. <laughs> oh. I know it's so infuriating, but let's not um, spiral down into this. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the spiral out of the way. Into, into no, the mil- dark stuff. Yeah. It, 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 oh. Before we uh, completely move away from like this like not spiraling out topic, um, I'm very uh, confused on what I'm supposed to do regarding like this um, Israel thing. Because... Oh. Um, oh, we're going right into it, huh? I know, right? Well, so... Um, what I'm looking at a lot of things online, uh-huh. um, people are getting mad at celebrities who don't use their perform- platform to speak out. Yeah. But then the celebrities that do speak out, people are getting mad and like, um, you're just a celebrity. What do you know about the subject? Like celebrities should be quiet. Normalize not talking about shit that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like people, I, I, I posted something about it. It was like very, it was very mild. Um, mostly it was a reaction to, because, you know, like there are a lot of people who are Arab in like the Metro Detroit area. And I was responding to like specifically their pain. Um, and I guess for better or for worse, I didn't get any really personal backlash at all because I spoke on both sides of the issue and understanding Mm -hmm. like the humanity of both. But there are there are seriously some really terrible, terrible people and terrible things being said by people on both sides of this argument, whether it is actually over there or even like between places like here or New York. Like it is, it's so heated and there is no possible way that there, there's nothing that is truly like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because for a person who is online, um, like we are, mm-hmm. um, inaction is action, and action is oftentimes like the wrong action. So, honestly, like I do have very strong opinions on like what is going on right now, and I do believe that because of my proximity to people who are actually affected by the situation is a little more informed than the average person, I still really will not talk about it. 
And I don't really care who that pisses off because that it's still not my place because I'm a fucking cook. You're a drag queen. We don't know people at the UN. People at the UN can't even do shit. So what are we adding to this situation? Like, I regret saying the, the small things that I did say because I don't know. Like, I even even though it was in response to the pain of other people, I still feel like it was like an act of inflated ego because who the fuck cares? And if somebody like asks you about it or asks you why you haven't said anything about it, it was like, why, why do you need the opinion on a drag drag queen on Middle Eastern conflict? It's almost as if like someone has like a notebook with all the celebrities name written down and then they like check mark off like who said something and who didn't. You know, that's, that's how honestly what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Just based on like, There's nothing oh. that you can do. And honestly, I don't feel like I have anything good to add. I don't have, I have nothing meaningful to add to this. I think people in situations like this just need to be online less. I mean, generally, like, all the in, like innocent civilians that are harmed and killed in this, like, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. You know, like, that's just what I want to speak up on. You know, but like, but when it comes to, like, the politics and, you know, like, yeah. the religion and all that, I just feel like it's not my place to say anything about it. Yeah. If me saying that civilians don't deserve to die no matter what country they come from is either not enough or too much for you, then seriously, please go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I don't, like, that's more of a reflection on you and your rage and something that you need to <laughs> address. Um, I, I have no desire to talk about it, like, to a, to be more specific about it than that. Like, I'm just a firm believer in, like, everyone should do whatever they want as long as it doesn't harm mm -hmm. anybody else or yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's all I need out of life. And even that is such a wild take for some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, that could have been a phone call. <laughs> we had no, to do it on the podcast. Let's do it publicly, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, do you have any well, other traumas that you want to, like, dig into? I mean, it's nothing compared to what's going on, so we Actually, can just you know, talk let's, about Let's talk about something a little more lighthearted. Okay. Okay, so have you heard about this um, Better Boba controversy? No. Okay, what? so this couple, I guess, from Portland. Like, of course, they're from Portland. And I believe they are um, not Asian. I believe Caucasian, even. Mm-hmm. Um, released um, these products called Better Boba. Oh, God. Um, All natural boba. Yeah, like non-GMO and blah, blah, blah. So I'm opening now. it. Immediately you see... Well, mm -hmm. the person that is asking me to join their mailing list is Asian, but the first person on their splash page is a blonde white woman. So... So they hired a model to make it seem like their product is like something else and take one... Oh, it does say woman and minority-owned company. They don't say Asian-owned company, but they say minority-owned company. Well, what makes them a minority? I don't know, but it just, that's what it says. It said, okay, so they're asking here. The minute that you said better boba, I already, already pulled up on their website. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> so all-natural boba, because tapioca is not natural. 
Um, no synthetic ingredients, preservative, artificial colors, easy to digest, fun and easy to prepare. Vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, made in the USA, women and minority-owned company. Okay, for tapioca is, and they're saying it's gluten-free, vegan, and not GMO. And even it's it's made out of the same thing. It says it's made out of tapioca pearls. Boba is just is tapioca. Tapioca pearls, and also like so no how preservatives. Is this huh? Like, why are preservatives so villainized? I mean, like, salt is technically a preservative, right? So is vitamin C. <laughs> yeah. Vitamin C is a preservative, too. And you know what? You kind of need preservatives because otherwise you grow mold on shit. That's like how mm -hmm. people get botulism. Okay, they're using... <laughs> this is great. Okay, so Better Than Boba is a proud woman, an immigrant-owned company that serves Portland's best all-natural boba. But it's like two drawings of people that like represent them and they do not look Asian at all in those drawings, in the depiction <laughs> of it. Um, but also like just the fact that they're from Portland, like the joke rice itself. Oh, it totally does. Um, I'm doing more. Uh, I hate that. I'm kind of like, like, I mean, I love Portland, but like y'all really have to like live to that stereotype. Right. Uh, I, I I'm. I, I want. I kind of want to do a deep dive onto who these, who these People owners are. are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they are. They are making sure mm -hmm. that they are not <laughs> on there. They saw what happened to those Mahjong Texas women and fucking. Uh, what's mm -hmm. it called? Lucky Lee's in Brooklyn. And also probably because of like the um, controversy, they might have like taken all that out. Because all the people are mad at like that they're calling themselves better boba, like, like which why? implies like why the original boba be is like better? terrible for you. Yeah, I know. Why does it? Mm -hmm. Why does it? Ha oh, here we go. It's already on Next Shark. Oh, nice. Asians and call out brand better boba for alleged whitewashing. Oh, that's why they took. That's why. That's why they already went. They they've done this already. So the boba that Asian... Oh, these are comments. Um, a packaged boba business based in Portland has sparked outrage on Instagram for, for its alleged whitewashing of tapioca pearls. Founded by couple Parth and Allison Sodha, Sada, S-O-D-H-A, Better Boba brands itself as the all-natural alternative to packaged boba commonly found in market, North America using just four ingredients, tapioca, flour, xanthan gum, and brown sugar, and water, which is, again, that's what, what you... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the company aims to distinguish itself from makers of mass-produced boba, which is said is loaded with synthetic and modified ingredients, all their artificial colors and preservatives. What critics are saying? Better than... Better Boba made its first Instagram post in November 2022 company's page appears to have sailed smoothly up until last week when a lot of Asian people showed up to the comments to, to accuse the brand of racism, whitewashing, colonization, appropriation, and food gentrification. Oh, this is the exact same thing. This is... Mm -hmm. This is, like, we have seen, I think, I've heard It's like the, the white kanji lady or the, uh, the oh, white kanji lady. lady. Yes. And you know, like, I, oh, they already responded though. We are listening to your comments about the branding and mission of Better Boba. Why? 
what is it with people who are just so obsessed with like taking staples and then putting like better in front of it? Like as if, like, have they not, they're in Portland. They are close enough to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. There is great boba pretty close to them. Are they saying they're better than Sunrite or fucking uh, Yifeng tea? Because if it's better than that, I need to see it. That croissant colonizer, colonizer, you're a colonizer. Stay colonizing. And it's not even like... I have no problem with like with people who are not Asian opening a, a boba shop or starting a boba company, mm-hmm. but it's always this narrative, right? Like yeah, I that, like again, we're better for you. Like make the food, right? Exactly, you know. exactly. It's like you can you can do it. I don't care, and if it's good, I'll mm-hmm. go. But if you are going to push the fact that like what we have is not good for you, innately not good for you, and therefore mm-hmm. we should be buying your product. Seriously, you fuck, f- fuck all the way off, all the like, way had off. They, had they called themselves like I don't know, like Yummy Boba? Yeah, anything. And then like, and then tagline is that like GMO, blah blah blah, free. You know, to say like this is what we are, not like our boba is better for you than the shit you're like putting yourself through. And, and, and I love, I love. This is in their response. Like I, I was just glancing because they did like a PR response thing. Quote unquote, better does not identify our product as being better than the original. Better is not to claim that our interpretation of boba is the best on the market. Our our messaging was intended to elevate, not marginalize. That is what elevation is. The whole concept of quote unquote elevation is meaning that you are taking something and like making it better. That is exactly what you're saying. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, granted, wow. like you know, but but what's like not a healthy food by any means. But also, we all know that when we're drinking it, it's a snack. It's not. Although, have you had the boba protein powder? Is, is that another colonized product? Um, I don't think so. I actually think it's like an Asian-owned company, and they made protein powder that tastes like boba milk tea. And Matt from uh, what, 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 that we went to Mexico with. Mm-hmm. He shared it with me and he says it is so good. Him and Timmy love it. They're like 10 out of 10 for all of the packages. So now I'm kind of oh, tempted okay. to try it. All right. Protein powder that tastes like boba milk sounds amazing. But this better I mean, boba stuff can like fuck fuck them. Honestly. Anything to like mask like that protein powder taste, like I'm down. Yeah, that fake sugar taste. Mm-hmm. I hate it's very that. distinct. You know, like yeah. if you know, you know. You know what you I know? find helps is just a pinch of salt. Like I always buy like chocolate flavored protein powder, and I'll mm-hmm. add a, just a touch of peanut butter powder and a pinch of salt, and that kind of like rounds it out a little bit. It makes it a little bit more less artificially sweet. You know what else helps? You know what? Um. Breathing through your mouth when you're drinking protein powder shakes. Oh, God. If you don't actually taste it. Uh, you know, have you ever done that? Like, where you just, like, don't breathe through your nose and just, like, drink it and then breathe through your mouth? The way that kids would do when they, like, eat medicine? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not so horrible, I guess. I don't know. 
I'm still just like looking at the better Boba thing and I'm just like, it's so annoying. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so easy just to like, just like make something and mind your own business, mind your own fucking business. Is there like any food that we can like reverse colonize? I mean, no, because that's like punching up. It, I, I don't think it really, I don't really think it counts. And I, like, and if I'm going to be honest, like there's some, there's some pretty bad Western interpretations of Western food that I've had in China. Mm. I've, there was also some, some like good interpretation of Western food I've had. Like, um, oh, in Japan then certainly. Here in LA, there's a Korean like restaurant called Yangban. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of biscuits and gravy, this, mm-hmm. they serve um, like curry biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. I've definitely done that drunk before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really good. And then also, instead of a chicken pot pie, mm-hmm. they serve chicken congee pot pie. Which is also delicious. Oh, that's, yes. It's across the street from like where I normally stay and it's always closed mm-hmm. every time I'm there. Well, they open for um, dinner. I have, I in my in my book, I have a beef and broccoli pot pie. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. I'll definitely, oh, uh, also the Korean corn dog. Oh. Classic example of like, like reverse colonization done well. Okay, I only like uh, and <laughs> at the idea of Korean corn dog, not because it's your, like your recipe. And for anyone that's like listening out there, when I first moved to LA, and you know I started making a lot of friends here, for some reason, so many people you know that aren't Korean would ask me like, "I really want to try Korean corn dog. Can you take me?" But that would happen a lot. And oh, there was one course. point where like I went in had to like. Get Korean corn dog like three times in one week. What? Korean, okay, that's too much. It's not. And Korean I mean, corn like, dog is good, but it's not something that I want to eat like that often. I want to eat maybe it is like certainly not that good. <laughs> like it is not three times a week good. No, it's something maybe I want to eat like once every three months. You know? Yeah, it's still like a corn dog. It's still like state mm-hmm. fair food. And because of that, like. I just got so sick of Korean corn dogs that I don't even want to look at it. Like, I don't want to, like, go near it. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat it. So, which I'm like, I'm so glad that, like, Korean food, you know, is becoming popular and yeah. people are, like, accepting. But whenever ask me, whenever anyone asks me, like, hey, I want to get Korean corn dog, I just send them, like, an address now. Like, yeah. just go here. Like, I'm not going to go with you, but, like, <laughs> have fun. Pop off. One of these days when Little John comes to L.A. with me, I will just take him. <laughs> yeah, you take him. I yeah, will I'll take him. Um, well, you know, I'll even drive you there. If we go to the mall, if we go, if, if, if it's in that mall where we can go eat somewhere else and then he can have a corn dog after because he can eat. Oh, I mean, they have like other restaurants at the place too, but yeah. yeah they have I will like not stand des- in line for the Korean place. corn dog. But is if that you've never tried Korean as, corn uh, dog, it is delicious. It is really good. And let me tell you about it if you've never had it. So there's several options for the filling inside. If you're a vegan, you can get rice cake. Or um, if you're a carnivore, you can get hot dog. Or if you love dairy, you can get like cheese. And there's also like options for cheese. You can get mozzarella or cheddar. Or you can get half sausage and half cheese. And then they wrap it in this like donut batter. And then they deep fry it. And you can also like get... Like sometimes like ramen noodle, like crispy ramen noodle on the outside or like puffy rice balls or breadcrumbs or like hot Cheetos. And then after that's fried, 
Um, the whole thing is coated in sugar. And then um, there's like five different sauces that you can put on top of it, like sour cream, ketchup, mustard, honey mustard, um, and mayo, and a few others. So it's very like rich, decadent. And, you know, it's just anything that's like terrible for you, it's all contained in this hot dog. It is very good. But it is not something you want to eat like that often. <laughs> it is still like something that is fried and heavily processed and delicious. But yeah, it's definitely like a treat. Mm-hmm. It's a treat. Should we take a quick break real quick? Sure. Oh my gosh, we've all we've been talking for like you got me riled up on Boba. We'll be right back. And we're back. This week, I went to the Jesse Ware concert. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. So mad that I couldn't go. It's okay. Ooh. You and um, Naomi were supposed to come, but... um. Wait, Naomi didn't go either? Yeah. What the hell? I have no friends, apparently. Wait. My real friends showed up. I'm your friend. I just had a work thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because you know who is your friend? Oh. Jesse Ware. Yes. And the people that were at the concert with me. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, so Jesse Ware is my favorite artist of all time. I performed like so many of her songs. Oh my god, like so, 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 so many. Like like I've like performed most of her discography and I've been listening to her for over like a decade now. And in her LA concert, um, I was just like talking to Monet. Um, I was just like, oh, this concert's great, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then randomly she's like, I want to dedicate the next song to the queen that is kimchi. And I was oh like, Oh my God, what was that like? Did you, oh my gosh, that like, must have. Oh my, and like, I just like didn't like how to respond. And then like. <laughs> I like ran up and then um they put like the spotlight on me. I waved at her and she's like, I have like an amazing queer like, you know, following and like I love you so so much and kimchi. Like you've listened to song. Um like this one like this is song is for you. And I was just like, Oh my god. And I actually like cried because like it just meant so much, you know? It just mm-hmm. felt like full circle of being like yeah. a huge fan of someone and then like you know, them dedicating, like, their most, like, famous song to you. Yeah. Oh, my they, God. Uh, I remember, like, it was one of the first performances that I saw you do was with a Jesse Ware song. And the, it was that nighttime black, like... Midnight? Yeah, Midnight. That beaut- mm-hmm. That gown was truly beautiful. That was a stunning, stunning gown that you would perform that song in. That oh, was so you. good. So Monet went instead of Naomi. Oh, no, no Monet was um, always coming, too. Oh, she was always going to be there? Yeah. Oh, but, oh my God, it's... I was so sad that I couldn't make it because I really like her as well. Yeah. That, and if you've never seen Jessie Ware live, like, you have to go see it because she sounds amazing. Like, like you know, she sounds just as good as her album, if not better. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. She also has a podcast that's dedicated to food. 
Yes, actually, um, before and we, we started both our love podcast, it very much. <laughs> we um, used to listen to our podcast like for like inspirations. It's called Table Manners with Jesse Ware and her mom. So good. And every week they have like a different like celebrity guest, and then they cook and they just like eat and talk about whatever. That's great. That episode where I made the curry for Kim, and then we were doing it with like the microphone and stuff like that. That was like heavily influenced by them because they like to make lunch and stuff for their guests, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is my dream to be like invited over for a dinner at her. Oh my her god, you should totally you. I mean, the next time you're in London, you should like drop a line, and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm around. I want to be on your podcast." Uh, no, that's thirsty. I don't. I don't want to be. That's thirsty. It's not thirsty. Just be like, no. "Hey, no, like I want to. I want to go on because um, Jesse Ware wants me there, not because I asked to be there. You know. I mean, just well, if that's how I, that's how I approach like all my gigs and opportunities. Like, it's I want to be somewhere true. where like I'm wanted, not because I begged to be there. Yeah, but like a lot of times with this kind of like artist community it's a lot of times like a lot of people don't ask because they're afraid that you would say no and if she's willing if she's willing to like dedicate a song to you out of the blue i think she would love to be able to have she's had other guests and artists there who don't really care about food on their podcast like you would no, be but she's good. also had like she actually has like A-list celebrities on her podcast. Well, that's true, but you know what? She you know, like you don't, and you don't think like if Jesse were inviting me over to dinner at her house, you don't think I'm going to drop everything I'm doing and head over because I absolutely you would. You absolutely would. But yeah, absolutely. no, would, I will never ask Jesse to. to be on our podcast. <laughs> Maybe one day. Well, I'll manifest it for you. And, you know, I'm putting it on the universe. And also, that is what like agents and publicists are for. <laughs> they should have no, I'm not going to have them reach out to Jesse either. Like, <laughs> again, I just genuinely want to be in the podcast because she wanted me to be there at her dinner table. <laughs> and I'm only saying this in the podcast because I know Jesse Ware is definitely not listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if you have like some of your fans like will like flood ask them now? No, don't do that again. I just wanted to go because Jesse was like, oh, for a new season, like, I want to have kimchi as a guest. Not because fans are like, have kimchi on or you're canceled. You know, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah don't do that. that. Don't do that. Oh, hyper, hyper aggressive fandoms are talking. Like, that, that, leave that in, leave that shit into 2021. Yeah. Like, please, let me just get there on my own, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well... Did you get anything good to eat after the concert? Well, at the concert, when you're sitting, not to sound like that girl, but when you're sitting in the VIP section, <laughs> you could order food there, which I didn't know. Um, I mean, the Wait, food that, was like, we whatever. Had, I had, I bought VIP tickets and I couldn't go. I know. Boo, fuck you. Uh, those VIP tickets were cheaper than those Luna tickets. And then the VIP tickets were actually not that much more than like the uh, general admission. Yeah. And you have like, you had a separate entrance. Yeah. And then you're like in this balcony, which was actually very spacious and had like a table and chairs and everything. So, I mean, not to sound like. Yeah, that's wild. But, like, the VIP like tickets that, like, just. If it's like your favorite artist. Yeah. I think shelling out like extra few dollars. You know, for like a great experience, oh, yeah. is like worth every worth penny. It. I'm just kind of shocked because like those VIP tickets cost twice as much as general admission tickets to Luna that we got. Yeah. 
And a Luna concert was great, you know? Luna concert was great, but it was like, there was no balcony. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, for food-wise, they had like a bunch of things on the menu. Um, we just got like some hot dog, you know, just keeping it cute and simple. Uh, and then afterwards, we went to uh, my friend uh, Bao, Steve and I, we went to K-Town. And we got Korean Army stew, which was like whatever. Mm. But, but it's also Who's fun to just like... Like end the night at like a restaurant somewhere with friends and then you like go over the night and you just like have food and you know, great company, great laughter. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that sounds fun. Wish I could have been there. Instead I was in Chicago. Oh, uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, I had an amazing time. It was <laughs> an experience that I'll never forget. Thanks. Well, she didn't sing to me, so... But you could have been there for me. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that like I'm better than you because I'm just where it gave me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take it back. I hope I get on our podcast before you do now. If that happens, I'm like, I'm going to come to Detroit and burn your house down while you're away. <laughs> And take your dogs. Oh my gosh. I do want to send her a book though. I definitely want to send her a cookbook. Yeah. Not even not even for her to shout it out or anything, just so she can like have it. Maybe she puts it right into the recycling bin. That's okay. At one point in time she had my cookbook. So I pre ordered your cookbook, but I'm too lazy to um sign up for the sticker prize. You did. So can you just um give me the sticker? I mean, yes, but uh, fine. <laughs> so annoying. I have to go uh, claim it on a website. No, no, no. You bring the sticker to me, sweetie. <laughs> Hand I'm pretty sure. Person. I'm pretty sure you're getting a box anyway. Oh, there's a box? Yeah. Oh. Well, that means I'll have two cookbooks. I'll give one away to a friend. Please do. And like, I'll come over and I'll sign it first. So they don't have to go to a signing. Or no, 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 we're coming to signing with a lot of questions. No, don't, don't. It's not even that I'll be embarrassed because like, if you're going to come to the thing that actually has questions, that means like you're coming to the one with Korean vegan, Joanne Molinaro. Mm -hmm. And like, I really, I really don't need you to embarrass me in front of the Korean vegan. I, why, <laughs> why are you assuming that I'm going to embarrass you at your book signing? Because you already said you have questions. Yes, I have questions. I have many mm -hmm. questions. <laughs> but I don't know why you're assuming, like, the worst. Like, as a friend, why do you think, like, I don't have your best interest at heart? Because you're making that face when you say what you just said. What face? That face. This, this is my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see it. You know... I have I have like a list of like hard hitting questions, you know, like that yeah. would be too scared just, to ask, you know. Just just what I need, just what I need for my just what I need for my cookbook tour. Some hard hitting questions that people are too afraid to ask. Yes, yes, just what I need. That's that's going to go over so well at now serving in L.A. Yes, I can't wait. So, have you started setting the dates yet for your book yes. tour? 
Actually, the dates are set. I can bring them up because I don't personally remember what the dates are. Uh, so I will be in New York City from the from October 30th to the 3rd, then SF on the 4th and the 5th, Los Angeles from the 7th to the 9th, Chicago from the 10th to 11th, and in Detroit, it's a little bit later. It's going to be November 16th. Um, and then Ann Arbor in December. So are you doing like multiple dates in like these major cities? Um, I'm doing multiple days in New York, San Francisco and Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Los Angeles, there's only like one event right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's going to be now serving at second home on November 11th. And that's the one with Joanne. Um, and then I'm also going to go to her house and film and record her podcast with her. But apart from that, we don't have like a lot of other events planned. Los Angeles is a hard tour stop because oh, yeah. it's so spread out. Mm. Yeah. And also like Los Angeles is like that day kind of like a city. So mm -hmm. like a lot of like tours, concert, uh, when they book a venue in Los Angeles, they like freak out because the tickets don't sell right away but mm -hmm. like on the day of it all sells out yeah like it's just like and also because like it's all it's it's hard to do more than one thing in la mm -hmm. like it's hard to do more than like one location and stuff like that um so it'll, it'll be fine i'm looking forward to it because joanne and i have actually had talks and stuff before i actually was a moderator at her book tour in new york so it'll be nice just to like catch up and stuff all right well mm -hmm. i'll talk to joanne about the q a portion oh thanks thanks just so she can be prepared and not be embarrassed and i can be the only person that is sweating at my we're own we're gonna be book in on it together uh-huh great that's can't wait and, um, i i am well, so so very excited i i just wait till i come to you at your most important DJ session one day with some hard hitting questions that people are too afraid to ask. Oh yeah, while the music is blasting, you're just gonna <laughs> yeah. be like asking questions in the DJ booth. I yeah, will, ask I will away. take the mic. I will take the mic away. I will run up to the DJ booth and I'll speak mm -hmm. into that tiny little mic that's over the <laughs> the little. Yeah, good, uh, I, I forgot the mixer. Good luck getting through that security first. You won't have security. I always have security. <laughs> And be like, let me in. I'm on the podcast. And really, like, even though he may be Asian, he is not related to me, sir. <laughs> That's and the no. thing you have to say to the security over there. Are you spinning uh -huh. anywhere soon? Uh, I'm spinning in Costa Rica next weekend. What? Oh, yes. That sounds like so much fun. I'm sure it'll be really fun. Um, but I think just because I've been traveling for the past like month and a half, part of me is like. <laughs> You know, very excited to go to Costa Rica, but also, like, can I just, like, teleport there? Uh, just, yeah. Like, I don't want to get on a flight. <laughs> Flying is rough. Like, I... I think, I think, I mean, even though it was just to Chicago, I flew out mm -hmm. on Wednesday, and I flew back in Thursday night. And that, like, that messed me up a little bit. Yeah. It was the first I, time know, that I ever went straight home from a gig, straight to the airport from a gig, and I was like, wow, that is... That is both mentally and physically kind of stressful. Because even like just getting to the airport, 
checking mm-hmm. in, going through the gate, and then going to your gate. That whole process, I don't know, it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. It also was the first time, I think, ever that I actually traveled without checking in a, a bag, though. Oh, I I love those travels. That is, that was that was a magical experience for me. Not having to mm-hmm. wait, not having to check in, just going right plane. to your yeah. gate. Yeah, that's really nice. But I also found out like twenty four hours is about all I can carry because I also carry like gym clothes with me. Mm. Yes, the wind works out. It's always it's the extra pair of shoes. It's all mm-hmm. it, like it's it's the it's the extra pair of shoes that messes up the, your space. Your luggage Shoes do space. take up a lot of room. Shoes take up a lot of room. Imagine packing multiple heels. Oh my God, and yours. I've seen your shoes. Yeah, they're like a size of a refrigerator. They are, they are, ex- yes. <laughs> I'm picturing those, those specific, that like rhinestone, those pink rhinestone platform high heels that you have. Mm-hmm. The ones that look like if you wore them backwards, they if you walked in the snow with them, they would have looked like horse hoofs tracks. Oh my god, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, absolutely. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which is why um, DJing is also great too, because I can bring like less luggage. Because instead yeah. of like multiple like outfit changes, I can just wear like one look for the night. Mm hmm. Are you traveling with a deck yet? Or do most DJs don't travel with decks? It's too too much, too heavy, right? Yeah, I feel like that's like, you know, when you're at like Diplo level or something, you know? Yeah, they travel with their own decks. Yeah. Like big festival DJs, you know? Yeah. Not when I'm going to like a small club. <laughs> yeah. Mm, uh, you, your last tour was, well, it was in the UK. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah i just came back from uk i purposely stayed an extra day yeah. um so i was supposed to fly out on sunday but i was like no no no, no. change the date i want to fly out on monday and they're like mm-hmm. why i was like i need to get sunday roast <laughs> nice and how okay. is that I, um, sunday roast in uk is always great just the potato there is like exactly how you want a potato to taste it almost feels like American potato is like very like watery in comparison to a British potato. Like British potatoes taste really dense and they always get the skin like really crispy in the outside. Oh. So then like you rip like the roasted, they call them roasties. Yeah. You um, cut open the roastie and through like the thick crispy skin underneath it, it's just like a pillowy, oh. like soft potato that's like really dense on the inside. And then... I want to say something brave yet controversial. Oh, really? The gravy in UK is so much better than American gravy. Well, I mean, I mean, they use roast beef. You're talking about a roast beef gravy, right? Yeah, but even like a roast beef gravy, I don't know why or like how they make it in UK, but it just tastes much more concentrated. Okay. Like it tastes like there's like a cow melted into gravy. (laughs) That is interesting. Um, well, like a lot of American gravy. A lot of our like, gravy is turkey gravy, though. But I'm talking about like beef, like I'm talking about the brown gravy. Oh. Um, yeah. I feel like a standard American gravy, I've had a lot of gravy where like, this is almost just like blend and it just kind of tastes like grease water. Mm, 
Okay. But like in Britain, UK, even just like the standard gravy, it's really delicious. Hmm. And I don't know what they do differently over there that makes it so good. Well, they've been doing it for a very long time. I'm sure like the standard and expectations of quality is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. All the um, historical cuisine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their rich um, decades of history. I mean, it could also be a mushroom gravy. I like I like the gravy that they use in poutine. The Canadian dish? Yeah. It's a it's a mushroom beef gravy, and it's really good. Yeah, it's definitely not mushroom gravy over there, though. Oh. If any listeners from UK, if you have any idea what they what y'all do differently, please let us know because I want to know the secret. And then um, Yorkshire pudding. Why don't we eat Yorkshire puddings in America? It's so good. It is so like just it is a it is a gravy like. Could you imagine? It's like the perfect like vessel for like to get gravy. Like yeah. if we have dinner rolls in America, it is not the same thing as a Yorkshire. Not pudding. the same at all. Not at all. Could you imagine if like KFC or like the fried chicken places would start selling Yorkshire puddings? Oh, bitch! It is over. I like, know. I love biscuit, but a lot of Biscuits times I feel like great. biscuit is like almost like too heavy and dense to go with the yeah. fried chicken. Yeah, but a Yorkshire pudding, bitch. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because Yorkshire pudding is like. It's crispy, it's light, but it's like just hard enough where yeah. if you eat it solid, you know, there's like a bite. With some jolly you soak bee? it in gravy, it soaks up the gravy just so beautifully. Game over. Game over. Jolly Bee in the UK, you should get on that. Serve Yorkshire puddings with your fried chicken. I, I don't know if they have jolly. I know they have Popeyes in the UK. Should, yeah. Yeah. Do they have Popeyes in the UK? Yeah, they do. Um, oh. It was on the news how people thought that the Popeyes chicken was too spicy. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, so, um, and while I was in UK, um, I also tried the, the British Chinese takeaway. <laughs> oh, yeah? Going out for a Chinese. Going for a Chinese. Going for a Chinese. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I took, like, videos of it, but I don't know if I should even, like, post it. Because, um... Why? I don't know how to, I don't know how to word this. Word it. Um, Use your words. Use all the words, Kim. The British takeaway Chinese. Um, it's like Saying. I get why exists, and I fully support immigrant-owned businesses. Objectively, just for, objectively from my point of view, <laughs> it is inferior. <laughs> Okay, first, um, so, you know, like, when you watch those, like, British takeaway videos, everyone's like, yeah, salt and pepper chips, you know? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it's all served in, like, an airtight container, and the chips are always soft. So they go steam themselves out, yeah. Yeah. So they give you, like, they're like KFC fries. Mm-hmm. Just sad. And, and the chicken bowls uh-huh. are a fucking joke. What are what are the chicken bowl? The or chicken, chicken bowls. The chicken bowls. I the love chicken, the sweet chicken bowls with the sweet and sour. What is um, what is it? It is a unseasoned piece of chicken breast. No, and like a donut batter, and then deep fried. No, and you dip it in sweet and sour sauce. And I, 
got it from like two different places and they're both exactly made the same way. Unseasoned chicken breast with like a donut batter. And I was like, not even like salt or pepper on this chicken? It is literally just unseasoned chicken breast. With so a donut how is batter. it sweet and sour then? Do you get that like bright pink sweet and sour sauce to dip it in? Oh no! And if you watch those so videos, so it's like a wait. So you're saying like it's a chicken breast beignet to put in sweet and sour sauce? Chicken, yeah, beignet. Basically, yeah, unseasoned chicken breast beignet oh. to dip it in sweet and sour sauce. Oh no! Oh no! And then. And then when you watch those videos, they always um, put crispy seaweed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't seaweed, it was cabbage. What? Mm-hmm. It was basically like, you know, like burnt charred cabbage that they like sprinkle on top of their Chinese food. I mean, I get, I, I get it. I get it. You know, like, the, you know, like every like... Chinese cuisine, you know, like where it lends in, you know, sort of morphs itself to like cater to like the taste palace of like the people there, you know? Mm-hmm. But just objectively, like British version of Chinese food is inferior to the American one. Yeah, maybe this was just revenge for the opium wars. <laughs> and they're like, oh, y'all like, like this? Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Like, yeah. Can you, you believe they buy this shit? went into our country All to right. like destroy us from within. All right, this we'll make money off of selling fried unseasoned chicken breast. <laughs> and then like the crispy beef, the crispy beef that uh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like fried beef jerky. God damn it. And like, you know, like the egg fried rice is like it's like, you know, like a fried rice that you get like like Panda Express or whatever, but like worse <laughs> are there like i mean there has to be i don't know are there like famous or like really well-reviewed chinese i only order from like well-reviewed chinese places. oh that's true no you actually do research on that kind of shit that's yeah well like i didn't just order from like you know like wait did you follow did you follow this three star the chinese restaurant three star rule though so first place i ordered from that i like um, over like thousand reviews that had like three point eight star, which I ordered okay. from. And yeah. Another place that I ordered from had like four point eight star, and they had like five hundred okay. reviews. So I was like, let me try like both ends, you know? Yeah, but do you know and, like the rule for Chinese restaurants and star yes. reviews? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. But tell to the listeners who doesn't know what. Oh, is. okay. So it's basically if you are going to eat at a Chinese restaurant anywhere. You have to look for the ones that only have three out of five stars, and that is the sweet spot, because basically you're having the good reviews usually put in by actual like Asian or Chinese people outweighed by the bad reviews or the mediocre reviews by um, Westerners who expect good service, because Chinese restaurants generally like lack on the service. But the food is really good. So if you find Chinese restaurants with three stars, usually all the reviews are like, food is really good, but the service sucked, which means you know that it's actual like Chinese people running the business. Because that's what we value. We value better tasting food and quick service, but it's usually rude, curtain short. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Or you can go on Fontuan and like actually look at the reviews there. Like, they're not going to come back to your table and ask you, like, how's everything tasting? Because they yeah, know no. the food is good. They don't need to ask exactly. you how the food is. Exactly. Auntie doesn't care about your opinions because she already knows her shit slaps. 
like take it or leave it. And yeah. then also, if you if you're finished eating, move it along so they can see the next like set of customers. Yeah. Like, don't sit around and like ask for like some tea. And <laughs> I don't know if that translates to British cuisine though, or, or or like the UK though, because generally I always pictured British people to be better traveled than Americans. So they also, like, like in British restaurants, like they don't work for tips, so. Like yeah. the service, like situation is a bit different there too. How do you find the service over there for at a place that they don't work for tips? Oh, generally, very yeah. satisfactory. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they're happy that they're actually getting paid. I don't know, but I've never had like, I've never had like an awful experience, you know? Like, it's different from American service where like they do this and they do this and they check on you and you don't know, like. Yeah. But I find yeah, it overbearing not. sometimes. But yeah, maybe that's exactly. because like I grew up in like not here. So And also, like as someone who's worked in the service industry, like I get how it is, you know, like I'm like I'm I think I'm a very like respectful patron, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I've never had an issue with I mean I've had bad service, you know, but Yeah. Um but overall I've never had anything that was like so awful that I'm like, oh get me out of this country, you know? Yeah. Well, I've actually had plenty of like horrible service here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Even like when I was like working at a restaurant, like there were certain servers that like I'll feel bad for anyone sitting in their section because they're just terrible servers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like they'll go like party all night and they'll like come to like work hungover. Um, like they don't know the menu, they don't know the wine, and they just like lie about the menu and. Like, they don't check up on their customers, but then they get, like, mad that they're getting a, sh- like, shitty tip when they give a shitty service. The worst um, ones for me um, mm-hmm. are the ones that make it a thing about memorizing the order. Mm, it's yeah. very... It is... It's so stressful. I don't care whether, like, you have a system or if you're actually good at it or if you're, like, mm-hmm. have a photographic memory or whatnot. Like, me, it stresses me out as the customer because it is just a way where things can go wrong. Yep. And also I don't understand that like I know you're typing you might be plugging the order in at the at the POS station or or whatnot but like otherwise like it's just it's very stressful for me cuz <laughs> if it does I, go wrong mm-hmm. then you have to blame it on that. <laughs> actually back when I was a server um there was a girl so She's like one of those, like, you know, she got a master's degree and, you know, she's like really like intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she like kind of made that her personality. So she would never ever like write the customers like order down, like just to prove to people like how smart she was, you know? Uh-huh. But she was also like really dizzy and forgetful. So she would mess up customers' orders all the time. <laughs> no. That's like uh, the worst combination ever. Yeah. I was just like, just fucking like write it down. Like write for me, down. like I, or pretend I have, like, to write it down. Pretend to write it down. For me, I have like great memory, but I would always write it down. So in case the customer I mean, even if the customer is like, Oh, this is not what I ordered and they ordered wrong. Yeah. At least I know deep in my heart. And like, I can show to the manager like the correct order that was written down and say yeah, like for sure. Hey, like this is actually like what they ordered and what I've written down, but you know, whatever. 
Yeah. But even then, like, I'll still get you, like, whatever, like, that is even what you wanted. And, like, yeah. the mistake or whatever. Of course. Of but, course. But either but, way. Yeah. Like, just, just write it all down. Write it all down. I don't down. care how intelligent you are. The tip doesn't the go up. It's always going to be. It's always going to be. Does not go up because you memorized my order. You know. Yeah. Like, and tip is not going to go down either if you forget something either. But no. it's just inconvenient for me because yeah. then I have to like wait longer to eat my food for like a mistake to be corrected. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our time. So, is there anything, any, any parting things you want to leave? Any pearls yes. of wisdom? Yes. What is it? Boat. Oh, that's a good one. And also, I guess, what are John's, you know, book or something? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, I was just, I, my last parting words were going to be, like, manifesting you getting on table matters. But also, I guess, please order my cookbook. That would be great. Yes. Thank you. And then also, um, we love listener questions. Um we don't get any, even though we have listeners. I don't know why. <laughs> people just don't. It's just maybe it's like people who like knows more about food than we do that are just listening to us like yammer on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe actually they always like start the podcast, but they don't make it to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, the part where we ask that like sending like listener questions, but we yeah we never true. get listener questions. Perhaps we're not keeping it um, fresh mm-hmm. and new enough. Or the messages we get are like, I don't have a question, but just want to say that I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, we also appreciate. Them. Yeah, we appreciate those. But anyways, you know what? If you have a question, submit it. If you don't have a question, you know it's fine too. You know, well, we're making it as we go along. Yeah, we're making we it up as we go along. We totally are. But just a, just a reminder: like Kim is Kim is a successful businesswoman with an with a with a company with a makeup company. You don't have to ask us just about food. Oh, I have to ask your questions about makeup now? Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? Why? This is a food podcast. I should not ask a makeup you for podcast. relationship advice, too. I've been single my entire life. Exactly. Oh, wait, wait. What, what, what are you doing here? You have like a Zen perspective on it. Yeah. I want to <laughs> break up with him. <laughs> Do it. Do it, girl. He's just not that into you. He's <laughs> Now, if you have a relationship um, advice, or if you need a relationship advice, um, don't ask John. He doesn't know shit. Anyways, thank you, everybody. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, share. Don't be a hater. Vote. <laughs> That's it. Bye.